Welcome to Next Question, a podcast by White's Chapel. This is a podcast created by you, for you. You submit a question, and pastors and church staff do our best to answer them. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Next Question. It has been uh, a little bit since our last episode, but we are back and we are excited for uh, our two guests today. Uh, it's our senior pastors. Dr. John McKellar and Dr. Todd Renner. Thanks for being on the show, hey, boys. Up, How are you doing? Excited Thanks for having us. Yeah, great. it's going to be fun. And so uh, if this is your first time listening uh, and you're new to Next Question, here's kind of uh, how it works. We've got a bowl in front of us right now uh, full of little slips of paper, and on those slips of paper are questions. Uh, many of these are uh, submitted by you, the congregation, uh, which just a subtle plug, if you've got questions, please send those to questions at whiteschapel.org, and we would love to add those to our bowl. Uh, but basically, we pull these questions and we answer them. Uh, and we do our best. And can and you can you reiterate that we don't know what's coming? They and do these, not. These are right. these are not planned will, or yes. plugged or these are these are they have no idea what is going to be asked. And so <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is that I will be going to to the email machine and going to questions at, at whitechapel.org and yes, just just planting some really <laughs> juicy easy ones in that bowl for next I, week. I've seen a couple of these uh, and there's there's some good ones. So. <laughs> Uh, if, if y'all are ready, are you ready for your ready. next question? Yes. Y- yeah. Bring it. All right. Just as long as you don't put Todd and I in a sword drill because I would lose <laughs> every time. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Do, have you ever, I'm sorry. I'm just, no, no, no. have you ever done, a, have either of you ever done a sword drill? Yes. No. Do you know I'm, what a sword drill is? I don't. I, uh, can I infer what it is based yes. on, I'm guessing it's like a debate. No. Okay. Try, okay. Next. Next answer. What's another one? Another guess. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, it was the way that they taught us where the books of the Bible were in oh. the church in the tradition I grew up in. And so, you didn't learn the song. Well, I, I learned the song too, but this is the way like you really test it. Whenever you're in youth group, like middle school, you I'm going to see sword if drills. I did it right. Mine may be different than yours. And so you would go, you would go like face to face, toe to toe with someone else in your youth group, and your youth pastor would say. Um, Obadiah one seven, and you would flip to your Bible and trying to find Obadiah one seven in the first oh, one. Oh, yes. Wins okay, yes, we did do this. We so did do this. So okay. like, we, you know, we just didn't call it. What'd you say? A sword, sword drill. So, so like, the, okay, in didn't, the, didn't call it that. In the like the the armor of God, um, like the sword is the Bible. It's the word of God, and so yeah. the sword, and then the drill, just like you know football drills. And so forever, I'd be fumbling, fumbling, and Todd always beats me there, so that would not be good. Okay, okay. All right, all right, I like that. Uh, all right, are we ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, let's try... Okay, these little slips of paper are in different colors. Yes, so some, so the, the colors tell me basically the degree of difficulty. <laughs> okay, gotcha. thank you for starting with green, because I'm yes. assuming green is... Green, green's not too bad. Green's okay. not too bad. Uh, who would you like to play you in a movie? Ooh, ooh. Okay, this might be a question that other people have do. You, do you ever of get before. people who do you do you ever have people tell you you look like somebody like a famous actor? The only one I've ever gotten is um, what's his name? Um, he was in The Bachelor. Chris Harrison? N- no, um, like the show The Bachelor or the movie? No, no, the 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 movie The Bachelor. He was Robin. Batman and Robin, he was Robin. Oh, uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Uh-uh. No, someone else. Older older Batman and Robin. 
Is it allowable to to Google to, to Google something on this yes. on this podcast? Well, and I hate to say this. While we Google, I hope the initial thought is somebody that's already passed away, the late John Candy. Okay. I hope <laughs> that would not be who that is, but I'm trying to think of a present day actor that's a little rotund and <laughs> and uh, with some girth to you them. Get to, John, you get to pick. You can pick George Clooney if you want. You pick whoever you want. Uh, I don't think that'd be a real fair deal. So I'm trying to. <laughs> I, 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 are we going to bring uh, John Candy back from the grave? Well, okay, we'll bring we'll, we'll reanimated John Candy. <laughs> Did you find it, Chris O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell. Okay, I mean that's a blast from the past. Yeah, I don't, Chris O'Donnell. I don't think now I everyone is going to go Google Chris yeah. O'Donnell. Because I was actually, I was like, yeah, I could. I know Chris I'll, O'Donnell. I'll take that. Well, he was Robin in Batman and Robin. I believe he was. He was. I believe it was Robin. It was Robin. Batman and Robin. Okay. All right. Next question. <laughs> How did you meet your spouse? Mine is really easy and funny on a blind date, but not with her. Um, John. I knew her. I went to middle school with her boyfriend, and he was taking Debbie out. I'd never met her. And they were kind of going together for several years, and they hooked me up with one of their Debbie's roommates. And so I didn't hit it off with the date, but I kind of liked her, but I couldn't do a thing until they broke up. And so we, that, but that's the first time we met. Oof, that's kind of dirty, man. Uh, that's like, but not I, I, only, like, I respect the patience. That's kind of breaking the rules, though. But not only did they break up, but he went to another college. So I thought that was pretty fair game. Okay. Yeah. Now, the person that I was on the date with, it didn't click, ended up being one of her best friends. It was in our wedding. Oh, wow. And so I will, it, was, it, was, it was a small little world. Got to love Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Arkansas. I did the same thing in Arkansas, <laughs> actually. How did you, I, how did you meet I was on. Well, me and Hannah had known of each other, but I was on a date party with a different girl who was actually from this area. Uh, but she, uh, she and I weren't quite clicking. And so one of my friends texted me and said, hey. Hannah Baker's here. Uh, you should, you should come up and say hi to her. And so I, I did. I went to yeah. to the 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 third floor balcony, and she was hanging out. And I, the first thing I ever said was, "Hey, let me make you dinner." Which I don't know why I went for that because I couldn't wow, cook. That's a bold. That's a bold I know. Move. I, I think I meant to Especially say, "Let if me." You can't cook. I know. I, I thought. <laughs> I think I meant to say, "Let me take you to dinner," but I said, "Make you." Dinner. Oh. So then I was fully committed too. I didn't yeah. want to be the guy to be like, ah, oh, never mind. Okay, follow up question. What did you make? So, well, so my mom. What was your go to? Uh, my mom made uh <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> And I know your mother's a great cook. I know. So Hannah was like blown away. It was like these chicken these chicken roll roll ups that had spinach and cream cheese in the middle and like chicken breasts nice. pounded out, mm. breaded with that. Uh, and then it was, I, I think, some like mashed potatoes and green beans or something like yeah. that. But it was good. But like your mother and your grandmother were both really good cooks. Yeah, they were. They were. All right, Carrie, how'd you how'd you meet Carrie? Oh, um, blind date, man. Uh, both. Okay, a lot of blind I dates. I was. Uh, uh, it was. It was like the first day of class, spring semester, sophomore year. I was in a Christian ethics class, ironically, <laughs> and. Um, I was late to class and came like came barreling in right as the professor was closing the door, and the only seat left in in class was right at the very front, right in the front row, right in front of the professor. the The chair I would most likely not have ever sat in. See, I thought in. I, I feel like 
I feel like you'd sit in that. Nah, I feel like man, you'd be the I, guy. Was, I was back row all the way, and uh, so I just told myself, ah, you know, I'll just get here uh, early next time. I'll sit with my buddies in the back, and the professor said the worst words I could have heard at that moment. He said, "Well, I hope you're liking your class, your, your seats right now, because this is uh, this these are going to be your assigned seats for the rest of the semester." Oh wow, uh, oh. that was going to be the way they took attendance. Mm. Uh, but praise God by by you know God's grace and providence, uh, the girl that was sitting behind me uh, heard me talking to. To, to my buddies when they'd come up to make fun of me for sitting in the front of the class and midway through the semester she was like I, I think I think my little of my sorority uh, would really like to to date you uh can I set you up for this for this event we have coming up and uh so Karen I got set up because I just really wanted the the the, the sorority t-shirt because they had really good shirts and uh that's why I said yes, and Carrie said yes because she couldn't say no to her big, and so <laughs> begrudgingly went out on this first date, and one thing led to another, and Mrs. Renner. Let's go. Yeah. A lot of blind dates. Okay. All right, next question. This is from Jackson, who uh, is four years old. We got hey, Jackson. From, I love Jackson. We got this from one of our, uh, one of our uh, Sunday school classes, and he says, why does Jesus love us? Jackson, that is great. a man. That is a that deep is question. A great question. You want to take a stab, Todd? Yes, want me Jackson. To go? I just want to let you know that your 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 question is not on a green slip of paper. It's on a blue slip, it which is. I am I am I am figuring out. That means it's a harder, deeper okay, question. Okay, I'll take a stab, and then Todd, you come correct me. <laughs> okay. First off, Jesus loves you because you are darling and precious <laughs> and the apple of His eye. Mm. Um, but. Honestly, if 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 God is love, He sent His Son to show us a new kind of love. Mm-hmm. And actually, love isn't just a concept; it's something that you put into practice. And Jesus is amazing in His ministry. He would say, "Let the little children come unto Me, uh, for such as these belong the kingdom." There is a sense then in children, particularly I think Jesus loves four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about the trust and the innocence and the fun, but it's a reminder that he loves all of his children. So I think he does that to reflect God's love. I think that's, I that's, think pretty that's good. right on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if, if Jesus is the embodiment of God, like if Jesus is God with flesh on, like we say you know, around Christmas time when, when we talk about the incarnation, um, if Jesus is love, then then maybe Jesus can't not love, right? Like mm. it would be, um, it, it's impossible for Jesus not to love us. And, you know, I've never thought of, I've never thought of that question, but we've got a young theologian. It on is our a hands. good I one. I love that question. <laughs> Let's go to lunch sometime, Jackson. Yeah. Yes, reach Jackson. out. The three of us will take you to lunch. Uh, okay. Next question. What are you not very good at? I can't whistle at all. Does that you does can't that, whistle? Can't, I can't. Whistle. I can't whistle either. And I'm, I'm not really good at telling my left from my right. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. Do you this not show. do the. Do you not do the. Hold no, your hand up. I have, and put I have the a, L. I have a bump on my middle finger of my right hand from like holding my pens, pens and pencils too tight, and so I have to. I you'll see me rubbing it with my thumb, and that's, that's how, how I you. Know. Yeah, that's how you decided. Like, know it's your right hand. Yes, and I'm and I'm not very good at any sport, any athletics that involve your hands. I don't okay. have eye-hand co- coordination, and so that's why I played soccer. And fair, Todd, I take it even further than Todd. I I can't put anything together, like I could never do a model. If if I'm trying to put to even the most basic thing and use tools, I'm one big klutz and I get frustrated, <laughs> and it is terrible. And the other thing I'm really not good at is being organized. 
my desk is a mess. And we spent 20 minutes today looking for a piece of paper that I know is buried there somewhere, but I can't <laughs> find it. And so to look at my desk, Todd, don't you kind of get a little break out in hive, smiling? I do, yeah. I have a little anxiety. So organization, but I am a klutz. I, I have no hand-eye coordination. Can you whistle? I've known you for 20-something years. No, I cannot whistle either. Sam, can you whistle? No, see, I just I just blew into the can mic. Can the three of <laughs> Yeah. Who's, who's doing that? that That's I, Todd. I bet better. this is really enjoyable for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad you tuned in today? <laughs> so if we yeah, were to I whistle, can't whistle. I can't the Andy whistle. Griffith opening, I don't think they'd be able to tell what it and is. I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, producer oh, Andrew. Come on, Andrew. Andrew. That's pretty okay, good. Okay, I will say one of the things I am most jealous of, if this ever gets to be a green slip question, one of the things I'm most jealous of are those folks that can like do the two fingers and yeah, the mouth those super sort of loud whistle, whistle. Super loud yeah. whistle. Yes. Yeah, so I would cool. love to be able to figure out how to do that. Yeah, that, that's a cool and that's useful. That is a it useful is, right? technique to be able to like speaking, call people to order. Yeah, speaking biblical Hebrew, not so practical. Being able to whistle loud, yeah, that one actually has legs on it. And what's so sad is like some of my strengths. There is nobody in the world that cares about because I am dying to sit down and have a great conversation to reassess the presidency of Millard Fillmore and people's eyes just <laughs> hey, Jackson, blaze over. Jackson, guess what we're going to talk about at lunch? We're going to reassess the presidency of Millard Fillmore and people's eyes just ja- glaze Yeah, Jackson over. just fell asleep. So. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Uh, what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone who's just starting out as a pastor or someone in ministry? For me, I mean, we've had so many. Uh, we've worked with beginning pastors, um, and again, there are many skills they develop. But the first thing is have a pastor's heart mm-hmm. and love people. And I've always told them, watch the old Andy Griffith show, watch the one about the human equation, mm-hmm. and loving people comes before your legalism and your rules. So just forget. I mean, don't forget that a pastor is a shepherd. And the first trait is you got to love the sheep. Yeah. yeah. So you got to love people. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a sign I hang, have hanging up over in my office. Y'all have both seen it um, on a bulletin board, and it is a uh, it's a statement that was made by the guy who formulated the the like the yearly Bible reading plan that I've done for the past 10, 11 years. Um, and he said he was he was Church of Scotland, and he said uh, the greatest need of my congregation the greatest need of my congregation is my own personal holiness Mm. Um, that don't get so busy taking care of the needs of those that you're serving to, to, to your own detriment because you're not going to have anything to give. You're not going to be grounded. Mm -hmm. And if you're not praying, if you're not studying scripture, if you're not experiencing God and in worship and in quiet and in those powerful ways that the, that, that, that God comes to us, the spirit comes to us then you're not going to have much to give and you're not going to be able to survive in those really tough times. And Definitely. you're like, you're going to, you're going to forget to laugh. Um, and just yeah, keeping that, keeping that sense of humor and keeping that sense of perspective in the midst of everything going on. Um, I think that's what I might pass great, on. Great. That is good. Great advice. Okay. Next question. If you had to eat one meal, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life. What would it be? This is actually a question that we that we discuss from time to time. And this is exactly his. He, so he, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm interpreting this not as you can only eat one thing forever, like nutritionally. What's what's your favorite meal of all time, I think? There okay, so you don't my, have to eat that every day, three times I, a day forever. I, I, don't, I don't know what the person intended. My guess is they want to know what your 
What's your all-time mine is, number one Mine is greatest. actually these chicken roll-up things with cream cheese A little cheese bit of cream and cheese spinach, and spinach. Some, some my mom makes them <laughs> Actually, mine, my go-to, my go-to meal um, for my birthday. Well, I love appetizers. So usually for my birthday, we like order four or five appetizers from, from like the Cheesecake Factory or something because they've, they've got that monster menu. But if Carrie is going to go, because Carrie doesn't allow, fry, like she doesn't fry things in the house because apparently it makes the house smell. I think it smells delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but like on my birthday, whenever or whenever I've done something extraordinarily well, she will make me cubed steak. Do y'all know what cube steak is? Just like a steak chopped into cubes? No, it's it is um it's kinda like the Texas equivalent is kinda like chicken fried steak. It's chicken fried think, steak right? before you chicken fry it. Yeah, it's like so it's like oh. it's a it's a uh cube steak is they 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 take a steak and they run it through like this this pounder thing. Yeah. It's not ground meat, but it's it's real tenderized. And then you then you dredge it and you fry it up. Um so cube steak, white rice with butter and salt. <laughs> Green beans mm, and then like strawberry cake. <laughs> Carrie's strawberry cake is insanely good. Okay, and I hate to say this for me. Okay, my soul meal when I've just got to have it. It's what I. I mean, probably my mother made this for me all the time. But it's just hamburger patty smothered in onions, cooked in the black skillet, purple hull peas, hot water cornbread coleslaw, little green onions, and fresh tomato if you have it with that. And and then I would love... That is down home. That's down home. And then for dessert, a piece of lemon icebox pie. And then the next, okay. the next morning you wake up and uh, go to the cardiologist for an angiogram. Yeah. What is what is a lemon icebox pie? It is. I actually did it on than, one of our cooking it's shows. It's on the cooking shows. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's Available cooking, on the church website. Well, at it has great chapel, plug. What a plug. Whitechapel.org. The magic <laughs> ingredient mm. that the Lord invented to bless the world Eagle Brand sweet condensed milk. Mm. <laughs> so that is, it's basically a lemon icebox pie. It's like a key lime pie, except you use lemons instead of key limes. Okay. Okay. That sounds pretty But graham cracker crust, okay, homemade okay. whipped cream on the top. And and how, the whipped cream versus the tart when that hits, it's like explosions in your mouth. It's just like, oh. And biscuits. Don't forget biscuits. Biscuits. Yeah, homemade biscuits. But th- Okay, this is where I hate to say, then I start getting into really great cheese enchiladas mm. that I adore. And see, for me, the perfect cheese enchilada has a lot of onions on there. Okay. And Big onion I measure guy. them by the content of onions. And you love onions and you hate onions. I'm not a fan I of onions. I adore yeah. onions on everything. So, well, like I have a chili dog. I have so many onions. Like raw chopped onions. <clears throat> raw white onions. Chopped onions. So, if I, I always wondered who the guy who got the if they right don't, here. on if they don't have the little green onions, I like a big old hunk of raw white onion with my peas. Oh, I love onion. I feel like <laughs> raw I, chopped onion. I feel like I have to take a Pepsi just watching them eat it sometimes. So. Uh, okay, what's yours? Okay, um, throwing it back in your court. I would say, like uh, my final meal would be like a really, really high quality steak, and some some of my some of my mom's cheese grits, mm-hmm. which are mm. to die for. Yeah, I think y'all had those recently. They're yeah, fabulous. Good. They're amazing. And then maybe some, maybe some like black eyed peas with that pepper sauce. You know that vinegar pepper mm-hmm. sauce. Yeah. I love that. And then for dessert, I'd probably do like one of those molten chocolate cakes. You really? Know? Yeah. Okay. Like, 
Like the lava cake? Yeah. But I'm going to put one more in the running. You not? You can only have one, McKellar. Pastor Todd. Todd's <laughs> a fabulous cook, and he makes banana fosters. Oh. Do you light it on fire? I do. Uh-huh. Ooh, fancy. I actually made it last night, and I set a kitchen towel on fire, Did too. Did you really? <laughs> but it almost, it almost will make you cry. And we actually, one time, because people... <laughs> One, us cooking a meal for them in one of the mission auctions. Uh-huh. And the dessert we had was banana fosters on top of uh, banana bread fritz toast. toast. Wow, that is decadent. And uh, Carrie yeah. makes the best banana bread you've ever had. So this fabulous banana bread turned into fritz toast with the vanilla ice cream and the banana fosters all over it. It'll, the angels sing. If y'all are, if you're listening to this, followed by another Instagram. If you are listening to this before any meal, we apologize. <laughs> and Sam, now they'll know why John Candy will have to play me in the movie. Because <laughs> whatever I cook, I love to eat. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, okay. Next question. Uh, what do you think we look like in heaven? What age are you? The age you died? Do you get to pick an age? It's a great question. It's a hard one. And always with this, we begin by, we don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have limited, finite human brains, and we speculate. I've had, I had people that have come to see me that had a near-death experience, and I think we've seen by enough evidence of people that have had that and and, and people that have talked about it. I think your heavenly body, you, you know who the person is, but they're like translucent, Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know them, but I don't know it's the same We're way. not under the same constraint of age as we are. Exactly. Yeah. And so time is so different. You you know the person, but I don't think it operates in the same way. Now, the question is raised, what about an infant that dies at birth? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they like in heaven? I don't exactly know. Yeah. We'll get that figured out. But um, I think the... Um, somehow we know the person, but it's different. You yeah. know, don't we get yeah. some of the language when Jesus oh. talked about they're kind of like the angels? Yeah, there's a yeah. sense your your heavenly body is going to be different. Yeah, I, I, I go back to the, this understanding of a glorified body and a glorified mind mm-hmm. um, that that it's all transformed, and in that place, um, every constraint on us is taken away. Uh, and so think about, think about like the the. I think every one of us has a handful of just those days, mm-hmm. right? Those crystalline days that are as close to perfect as we'll ever get on this side of glory. Right? Um, um, perfect weather, everything just goes your way. Um, you get great news. Um, you just you just feel so full of life and joy and excitement and love is just like you just feel the love all around you and it starts pouring out of you. I think heaven is like that. But a million times better, mm. and that day after day after day in that place where you feel so connected and so at home, um, that I've always wondered, you know, will I recognize Carrie? Will I recognize Caleb and Ford when I'm in heaven? I think so, but I think maybe in that place where we love everybody and we know everybody mm-hmm. in that exact same place of 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 emotional and spiritual intimacy, um, that that we are known. And we know with this this perfect clarity and this this perfect holy focus on 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 just everything that's around the glory that's all around. That's good. Yeah, I love great that. question. Thank you to to whoever sent that in. That's yeah. a that's a really great question. Uh, okay, let's 
<laughs> okay, we're gonna. <laughs> this is the nature of this show. Okay, <laughs> I like the fact that you're already laughing, man. <laughs> because on next question, we'll talk about your heavenly body, uh, and then I'll ask you things like, "What? How many chickens would it take to take down an elephant?" Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I personally think it would take just one. Okay, you're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. because I think the chicken would peck it, it would get scared and run into a tree and fall over. <laughs> it's sort of a David and Goliath. Exactly. See, I think it, I think it's a function how big is the elephant. Is it like a... Normal elephant. Average elephant, average chicken. Okay. Oh. Well, I mean, one, I Somebody think Somebody said this in just so that we would be like, one is the, I think one is the definitive answer. Um... I'm going to go with four, five. I'm going to go five. Five chickens? One for each foot and one for the trunk. We're in or one if it gets stuck in the trunk and it can't breathe. Elephants breathe through the trunk, right? Can they breathe through their mouth? I have no. That's a great, that's a question. great question. I'm going to go with one before a different. I, I, I think they five. breathe. I'm going. I think I'm they going, breathe through their mouths. Because they do the water thing through the trunk, don't they? <clears throat> I have, thing? We are not biologists. Here, no. Then I have an alternative I am, plan. I am going. I am going with one. Here's my final final answer. One, but not for his reason. Not for the. Not I've got for another the reason, reason for the one. Too. <laughs> I'm going one. One. That I gets, like that y'all are most fired up about this one. <laughs> one that gets stuck in the in, nasal, this, in the nasal cavities of the trunk. Okay. I am going to. I'm going for a different reason. <laughs> I. I'm going for a different reason. I think one because that chicken is fried with cream gravy on it, and that <laughs> elephant just falls over in ecstasy, joy. Like, look what I've been missing all these years. <laughs> okay, y'all are in such a different atmosphere. I was thinking, like, are they going to say a thousand or five thousand? <laughs> and you both came up with creative solutions. So just about, okay, Andrew uh, looked it up for us. Uh, elephants breathe through both their mouths. And their trunk. Wow. Okay, then I'm going to amend my answer to three. One, one for the trunk, two in the mouth. <laughs> I'm staying with one. <laughs> All right, this is wheels off. I love it. Uh, okay, next question. What occupation other than your own would you like to try? What other field? Oh, oh, oh. I know John's. I want to see if John knows mine. Uh, see, but I, okay, and I'm going to block you, though. If you can't say like Hebrew professor, because I'm calling that same field. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. different, it's different. John's is a meteorologist. He wants to be a weatherman. Really? Man. If I can't not be a college president? You can be a college president, too. Mm, you talk you can about be half, I would, half-time meteorologist. more weather than... I would love to be a meteorologist. You're exactly right. Okay, what I about that? What about that seems so appealing? I have always been fascinated in the weather, <laughs> and I watch it, and I want to know what's going to happen. So, like, right now, I'm intrigued because we're on this pattern of Thursday cold fronts bringing rain but they're spilling into friday what time is it going to hit yeah and is it going to go further north and where the storm's going to be that intrigues me so I, i'm old school i like to watch the weather like i'm a farmer and we have these two meteorologists that work for the national weather service down in uh down in fort worth and they very faithfully attend worship every sunday they come down after the services you know we're shaking hands and john just Pounces, pounces on him talking about the weather. What's happening this about week? the weather. Is that, is that front going to be Thursday night? And, and on Sunday, he said, it's too early to tell. So I'm already following that following that weather. So what's mine? Do you know mine? 
Well, I was going to say a professor, but so I, I had to rule out professor of any mm-hmm. kind. Yeah, I want, I want, I think, I think the, the spirit of the question is totally other field. Yeah. Todd, I think you'd be a ballerina. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> John, I think you'd be a ballerina. <laughs> okay, seriously. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I mean, I would, I would definitely think a professor of any sort, maybe head of the institute that studies C.S. Lewis. That could be cool. That's kind of the same field, though. I'm I pr- think you'd kind of, I know that's kind of. You're fudging that- it a little, but it's not, it's, it's, you know what I always thought would be great? I'd love to be a, like, I love studying. A geologist. Or, Todd, what is, okay, I'm going to call the wrong thing. The medicine that studies the diseases, the infectious, what what is the Infectious disease? Epidemiologist. Epidemiologist. Yeah. I think you would like to study diseases. Useful. (laughs) I I was, that's, that's originally whenever I went to college, I was a biochem major uh, angling because I wanted to go into epidemiology. Really? Yeah. I applied to Emory because the CDC, you know, is like right down the hill. So, yeah. That's what I wanted to do, but- I quickly figured out that I wasn't as smart in science as I thought I was, and I really didn't like math, so it yeah. probably wasn't going to work getting, out. You're getting, Med school wasn't going to work out. You're getting rid of the uh, the, the the pandemic of sin <laughs> instead. Hey, man, preach, there you go. Preach, hey, boy. how about uh, you? Well, because I so I I studied my undergrad is in is like pre law. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So part of me says like the legal field of some. I wanted to do like. I don't know some sort of like civil rights law or yeah. something which is extremely competitive. Um, my dream was to work for IJM. If you don't know yeah. that, yeah, yeah, it's they like basically they have a team of lawyers that do all the legalese so that they can go eradicate human trafficking. Yeah, mm-hmm. church is a partner with IJM. Yeah. yeah, and I always thought, man, that is that would be the most like I'd come home from work and be like, yeah, I fought human trafficking. What did you do today? That's right. You know, I just felt like that would be. The most fulfilling. Well, then um, your wife would be like, "I taught, I taught children about Jesus," and I, you'd be like, "Oh, okay." I would also love to work for the Dallas Mavericks organization in any capacity. Yeah, I'm such a big Mavericks fan that just, you know, it. Mark, if you're listening, um, and you're looking for a chaplain, <laughs> I just want you to know I'm available, uh, and I'm I'm happy, and really good, happy to serve. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> was, if, if you don't have a chaplain, Mark. You might want to look into it. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, the three of us, would be happy to contribute. Absolutely, exactly, absolutely. Uh, um, I've, I've also wondered what to be to be like an innkeeper. You know, like to have like a little bed and breakfast somewhere, like, like somewhere maybe in Arkansas, like on the Buffalo River ooh, or something. Oh, I love the Buffalo. You know, get to cook a little bit. That'd at be night cool, like a dinner. But you just kind of live your life and yeah, invite people in. Yeah, there's something really sacred about that. I think so. Just and don't miss Mary. A, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. If you ever have a young, pregnant. <laughs> Speaking Hebrew, give them a room because <laughs> history will not remember you fondly. Yeah, come tax day, you're like come on in, yeah. we'll make room. <laughs> and I, I've had another one recently. This is going to sound very strange, but I would like to be the chaplain, um, personal motivator, life coach for Jordan Spieth because I <laughs> think you think I can, he needs I it. I think I can help him get over the hump. Yeah, he needs just a little coaching. What's it? What's it called uh, in sport? The yips. The yips. Uh-huh. He, he's 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 yips. And he doesn't like need golf coach. I think he needs just a little life confidence coach. He needs he needs to go eat some hot water cornbread he with does. you, some purple whole peas, yes. some hamburger steak, yes. and just get a little he life needs advice a little from life stuff, Doctor John. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, if you had to pick a new mascot for the Dallas Cowboys, what would you pick? <laughs> Ideally, or like like it's as up they to are you. right now. You are you. 
Somebody so weighs the So they're still Dallas more? Cowboys, but so like first off, no, they're they're the Dallas <clears throat> something else. Gotcha. They're no longer the Cowboys. Oh, that's a good question too. Cowboys wow. is pretty great. Cowboys is. I mean, Cowboys is great, and and then, then like the Texans are taken, and I'm gonna open this and up. The stars are taken. I'm gonna open this up too. Also, if you maybe if you wanted to pick a, a new, if you had to pick a new mascot for your universities, no longer the Baylor Bears, no longer. No longer the Northwestern or LSU, you can pick. <laughs> no Northwestern, and I would definitely, I would definitely replace Demons. And for the Cowboys, I would replace Rowdy if I could chunk Rowdy out of there. Yeah, well, you can. You're yeah. in charge in this scenario. <laughs> you, you, you've got uh, all the power. The Dallas. Oh, I like that you're really stressing about this. I am. Like I like I mean all of Dallas's teams are so well branded. They're so well you know? named. Like the and the stars, Texans the, the Texans are taken. It would need to be very Texany. What was the Colts? <clears throat> Didn't we no, have, we, there's already a there Colts. Okay, obviously. no. The Oilers were really good too. Yeah. I am today. going to do like the Cleveland Browns that was named after Paul Brown. They're one of their coaches and leaders, the Dallas Tom Landry's. <laughs> the Dallas Landry's. Does it, the Dallas Landry's, and everybody, the coach would have to wear a fedora and a suit on the sideline. And all the, the helmets have that, like, uh, exactly. that houndstooth yes. pattern. Uh-huh. The Dallas <laughs> I Landry's. Love that, actually. Like the Cleveland Browns. I love it. it. Okay. Done. I love it. That's, I didn't know that was, a hist- that was where yeah, the Browns it's got named their after name. Paul Brown. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that, that's pretty good, too. Um, a hard That's one. a good one. I know. What were the sidekicks? Was that the, the soccer team for a while around here? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a tornado too? There was a. That was a hockey. Hockey. The, yeah. Did y'all remember the Fort Worth Cats? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I always liked the cats. It was very simple, but you never hear of really a, just a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Not I a like? wild cat. Not a tiger. Not a. I'm gonna go down to uh to the Baylor one. Okay. Who is it? Is it Alito, Alvarez, the Wampus Cats? Who's the Wampus Cats? No, that's Itasca. Itasca. Hannah or Conway High, where Hannah went. Hannah was a Wampus Cat. My wife was was a Wampus Cat. And for for my Northwestern State, I would borrow my favorite, which I got to experience at Grandview. We'd be the Northwestern State Zebras. (laughs) I I like a weird. Those are me. What's what's Huddo's? Huddo Hippos. Huddo Hippos. But. I like that. uh, I like a unique mascot. Okay, zebras seem like. Sweet little fuzzy animals. They are mean. They can beat off a crocodile. Their skin is so tough when the crocodile bites them, it goes off, and they kick like yep. you know what. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to uh, for the for the Cowboys now. I'm gonna steal another local high school one. Is it Mesquite? The Skeeters. The Skeeters. Like the Mosquitoes. Um, which seems well. By the time we get late in the season. I'm real annoyed usually with the Cowboys, like like a mosquito. And right now with those big old, uh, we call them golly whoppers. Y'all, what do you call it? Like uh, mosquito hawks. The big, the big okay, mosquitoes. I was so disappointed. Right I was so disappointed to find out that they don't eat mosquitoes. Do they not? I read the Dallas Morning News or, article about it, and they don't eat. Like I thought that was the point of because they're also called skeeter eaters. So yeah. we call them. They do not. They're basically just flies. That look like mosquitoes, and but they don't eat. Honestly, I have I have intentionally not killed too. them thinking. Me too. Um, I've got the a more new of name, them, the less skeeters. I've got a new name for the Cowboys if we want to defeat and bring misery to the rest of the league. The okay. Dallas Ragweed. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would want to fool with us. The Mountain Cedar the, coming the Dallas, to town. The Dallas Ragweed. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. This comes from John. John asks, Hey, John. What are some habits we can practice to build generosity into our lives? 
I love that. Yep. And I think sometimes we think in kind of too formal, you know, big terms. I think you start really small. And one is just notice people. Mm -hmm. And it's just little things. Start with just little things of noticing and paying attention to people. Awareness. Understanding what they like. Like, I'll be honest with you. Todd is one of the best. I know at that. So there's times he'll be going in, you know, to get some water or, or or something, and he'll just bring me back a little something that he knows I like. Yeah. Without asking, just he thinks in those kinds of terms. So just being tuned in and aware of those around. Start small. Yeah. Is I think how you start growing to bigger generosity. I, and I think maybe even once, maybe one step before that, um, maybe and, and and maybe I'm thinking this because this is this is. Um, this is what I'm working on, uh, this year. It's my, like my word for the year. Gratitude. I found that the more that I am aware Mm -hmm. of the way that God is working and moving, the way that God has blessed my life, um, it makes me, uh, it makes me a little more prone. It makes me a little more willing to, to try to reach out and Mm -hmm. be more, to be, the more aware I am. Mm -hmm of what I have, sometimes it makes me more aware of what other folks don't have. Exactly. Uh, and then where can like my my muchness be shared with those who who, who don't have as much. Um, so I think just a sense of gratitude and and an awareness that like that's not mine. And I didn't do anything to to to, to earn or deserve this. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see it start to seeing life through 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 like the lens of uh, of stewardship as opposed to kind of looking at, at everything through through the eyes of ownership. Yeah, um, this is yeah. mine to to give away. That's uh, good. What would you say to that, Sam? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I like I kind of like what what John's getting at of like the little things. And I would say maybe if you want to build the habit of generosity, do s- start small and build up. Right. So think of somebody or find somebody that you know who maybe is having a hard time or yeah whatever and and think of okay what's one little way that I can do something for them yeah and then just let it grow mm-hmm. don't maybe don't try and don't don't uh, overwhelm yourself by thinking okay I'm gonna from from this point on be the most generous person ever like don't just try and try and let it grow organically right. and right. start with the little stuff like right and and let it because it, it will grow in you, and yeah. exactly, you know, and I like that of starting with gratitude too, of 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 letting that, and that's a great, what a great first first step of, yeah. okay, these, you know, even listing off five things you're grateful for, yeah, uh, every day, and and you'll say the other thing I just want to mention because I've heard this a lot, folks think, boy, if I won the lottery, I'd like to do this, this, or this. Yes. Well, most of us are not going to win the lottery. Be generous with the little that we have, mm-hmm. yeah. and it will grow and change our perspective yeah. in yeah. life. Jesus has quite a few parables. That <laughs> yeah, that the woman who gives that. just the penny, yeah, and she's yeah. given the most. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've been you've been faithful over little. I'll make you faithful over much. Yeah, those sorts of things. Yeah. But don't y'all find though? Um, at least I, I I found it in my life that I can I can really kind of exist in a land of of um, of good intentions. Um, but I need a, I need some level of accountability in my life to uh, to get me to change. And so um, maybe at the end of each day, just kind of committing yourself at the beginning of the day, I'm gonna be generous, or I'm gonna be yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be a little more generous yeah. at least one time or two times mm-hmm. today. 
and then asking yourself or having a friend or a spouse or someone ask you at the end of the day, hey, how did generosity go yeah. in your life? Mm-hmm. And that, just knowing that I'm going to have to answer myself, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to answer Carrie, I'm going to have to answer one of y'all, and I'm going to have to answer God. And wanting to um, be able to say, like, this is actually yeah. what I did And today. then sharing that story. And um, there's something, not, yeah. Not braggadociously, <laughs> no. but just to say, hey, look, this is the way God's This is a little victory for me today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And sharing yeah. that, that's really, for me at least, I, I know I need stuff like that. Me too. Okay. All right. Let's do one more. Okay. Last question. Uh, what's one thing that people are genuinely surprised uh, to find out about you? That I can't whistle. <laughs> that I don't know my right. <laughs> there, honestly, left. there's probably there's probably a lot just from this one episode. But yeah, what, what's what, one thing? What's one thing that people are surprised when they find out about you? I would say maybe they're surprised that I'm deathly afraid of snakes. But probably it doesn't take surprising. very long <laughs> until you get that. That's um, not surprising. Um, I am. I'm, Here's the problem. I mean, right away, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking because when you end up teaching and say, preaching so much, you share say. so much about yourself yeah. that people kind of get to know. Maybe. Here, can I get mine? Because I yes, think, I, I think it might help you with yours. Yes, good. I think people are surprised to find out, um, honestly, legitimately, and I'm not like stretching the truth or being a preacher on this one, you know, and adding some hair to a story. I am a very deep, deep introvert. Um, whenever mm-hmm. I test on like the Myers Briggs, um, I am almost off the chart introverted um, because my my energy flows don't come from other people, which is what an extrovert does. Yeah, my energy flows come from time when I'm just like by myself and I'm recharging. Because um, introvert, introvert doesn't necessarily mean shy. Exactly right. Yeah. You know, so we we've we've taken um, it's it's like the next level. Myers Briggs, and it typifies me as a um, it calls me a charismatic introvert. Which means I can be public and I can be on and you know, I can be social. The me and, that that yeah. folks, most people have experienced me to be, um, but that's the charismatic side. You need um, time away. Yeah, I need time away to to kind of recharge and to sleep and to rest. Like my energy comes from that that time that's just just me and those like closest to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, do think that would surprise people. I think yeah. that's a good answer. And okay, I'm gonna do the flip side because yeah. people when they look at us, people think that's the extrovert. And they could kind of sense that they think that I'm an introvert. I'm just the opposite. I am an intensely shy, highly extroverted person. Yeah. So, but I'm real shy and can be quiet and kind of standoffish when I don't know people or when there's a, there's a whole lot going on. I tend to kind of get this panic glazed look, but I'm really. <laughs> but you like being in a very crowd. Extroverted. Yeah. I like no. You know what? I like being with a with a circle of people that yeah. I know I'm comfortable with, yeah. and I'll wear them out, and I don't ever really want to be alone. Yeah. And so I think that surprises <laughs> folk. Yeah, because Todd and I both on the Myers Briggs tested introvert because that tested in that way is an introvert. And I kept thinking, well, we're both introverts, but why does he need like? time away from me more than <laughs> I need time away from him and John joked around he was like I was the only I was the only introvert who hated being alone that hated being alone <laughs> and so it took further testing yeah. to see that the shy extrovert on the Myers-Briggs test is introvert yeah. but this is really quite different that's really interesting it feels like maybe we've minimized those terms to yeah. just mean like and you know I think social the, or not as social the other yeah, thing exactly. that yeah. probably might surprise people because I mean a pastor I mean, we love and we care for people and we want to be a positive influence. But I have probably a more robust sense of humor than people would realize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they might be surprised at my quirky sense of humor. Yes. Yes. I think I think those are both great oh. answers. 
I'm just Don't you the, like I'm pleading the fifth. If anybody knew my daughter Chandler, oh. uh, <laughs> she got she that from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. Sam, thank you for being so much, here. Man. Uh, Looking and, forward to it. And for all of you listening, uh, please uh, share this with your friends. Uh, subscribe, uh, and it is a great way to help us grow the show. Uh, also, again, just another plug for questions. Uh, you can send your questions into questions at whiteschapel.org. Uh, we love hearing from the congregation. Please, uh, please feel free to, to send those in. And we will compile those and put them in the bowl. Uh, but until we see each other again, thank you all so much. And thanks for listening to Next Question. <laughs>